Welcome to the Everyday Vacation Podcast. My name is MJ Gordon, minimalist entrepreneur and lifestyle coach, and I'll be sharing with you resources, people, and messages to help you create more balance and energy so you can live life on your terms. Thank you for being here with me today. Let's get the vacation vibes rolling. Hello, friends. So today I want to talk to you about stoicism. A lot of my content in my courses here on this channel, my podcasts, and just the things that we share are deeply rooted in the fundamentals of minimalism. But one of the things that I've been commonly exposed to through self-help and even minimalism itself is the philosophy of stoicism. I don't know why I didn't realize before that I really did not know quite much about this subject. I mean, I've heard of it. I've even read, you know, Ryan Holiday's books, Ego's Enemy and The Daily Stoic. And I realized that I not only don't know the philosophy well, I don't practice all of it. However, in looking at it more thoroughly recently, I really, really love the principles and realize that it is actually a lot of what we talk about here. It's not just minimalism. Minimalism is a small part of it, but even more so the idea of self-responsibility, taking out the judgment, understanding where and what you can control, acceptance, temperance of will, etc. And so I want to just talk about some of the few principles of stoicism and how it relates to helping you create life on your terms, helping you improve, level up your energies and your successes. So let's begin. Number one, most of the time people think of stoicism as being completely non-emotional, feelingless creatures that just don't care about anything, but this is far from true. The idea is to really not indulge in too many highs, too many lows, because the truth is it kind of goes back to that old Chinese proverb. And I'm going to butcher this. I butcher this so much, but if you, have you heard the story of the farmer that like lost his horse and his neighbors were like, Oh, what bad luck. And he said, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And then the horse comes back and it brings with it 10 horses and the neighbors say, what great luck. And he says, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And then the son is trying to train all the wild horses and he breaks his leg and the neighbor says, what bad luck. And the farmer says, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And then they go to war, but his son isn't drafted because his leg is injured. And the neighbors say, what good luck. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And this parable goes on and on about, you know, how we like to label things as good, as bad, as preferable or non-preference. And what the farmer was actually practicing was an element of stoicism. It is just the acceptance that things are just the way they are. To label it good or bad can actually create more suffering. So when you have adrenal fatigue or when you're not performing at your height, or maybe you don't feel physically fit to do something that you want and expect yourself to do right now, It just is what it is. The more that you resist it, the more that you label it as this is inconvenient, this is bad, I should be doing more, I should be able to X, Y, and Z, the more suffering you create for yourself. And Stoics believe this is impractical because it's not the way that life is. The best way that you can move forward is to really self-forgive and say, it's okay that things are this way, but to be able to say, what can I do about it now? What things are inside of my control. So this leads to kind of number two, which is judgment or, you know, acceptance of life. And 
The Stoics, from what I understand, or Stoicism philosophy believes that the only thing you really should judge is your performance, is asking yourself, you know, assessing, did I do well? Could I have done better? Uh, did I make good choices inside of my control? Everything else, like the way people think and behave, the weather, uh, how a client is responding, or, you know, whether or not you landed the contract, got the job, or major deadline in time, those things may not be things that you can completely control, despite the fact that you may have influence. So what's the difference? The difference is that when you really boil it down, the only thing that you really can control are your thoughts and actions towards things. So while you might be able to influence the time that you make on your deadline, you may not be able to control the fact that supplies didn't get you know, there because there's this big delay because of COVID or that your person didn't fulfill X, Y, and Z and now things are delayed. So the next best step that you can take is to accept the fact that that's the way that life is. No resistance equals minimal suffering. But then ask yourself, what can I control? Can I replace this person who's underperforming? Can I extend the contractor timeline with my clients? Fill in the blank. You have so many options when you start thinking about the things that you can control. When you don't accept those things and you're pining or getting frustrated over things that you can't control, which I have to be honest, I have a tendency to do. I have a tendency to say, why did this happen? And trying to analyze it and trying to figure out how to avoid it next time rather than what can I do about it now? And never mind wasting the energy, the stress, the exhaustion, you know, kind of try to cover those ideas over here. Then you liberate yourself to be a non-emotional in the negative sense, right? Because when we get negatively emotional, that creates so much stress. It releases chemicals of stress and anxiety. We imbalance our hormones. Sometimes if we're stressed about it long enough, we put ourselves in that sympathetic nervous system for longer than what is considered healthy. And we start taxing our adrenals, draining our energies, creating more fatigue, all the things that we're trying to avoid. So it seems like just very simple principles, but when you really take the time to apply this to life and in those moments where it's the hardest, where you do want to, you know, have a meeting and kind of just let everybody know that you're very extremely disappointed <laughs> instead of just moving forward and making sure that things are adjusting and shifting in a way that you can control or influence for the best possible outcome, then you liberate yourself to have more energy and to have more clarity so that you can be productive or effective in the actions that you decide to take moving forward. Number three, stoicism philosophy is also about temperance. And this is where minimalism comes into place. Interestingly enough, I talk about taking the minimalism philosophy even deeper than materialism. We talk about, you know, advanced minimalism where we root out not just our stuff, but our thoughts, our habits, the people in our lives, the food that we eat, like the things that don't add value to us. But on the other side too, being gluttonous and over excessive amounts of things, even if they're considered valuable, can create an imbalance as well. So if you take me, for example, I have a tendency to say yes to everything I think will add value and I will fill my day with yes to fitness, yes to yoga, yes to volleyball, oh yes, I have to mow the lawn, yes, I have to get my work done, yes, I wanna spend time with my kids, yes to my husband. And at the end of the day, I'm imbalanced and burnt out 
because I've said yes to all these things. Granted, they're all positive, valuable, adding things, but it's not taking the time to slow down, be thoughtful and mindful about how much I'm letting into my life and taking on. So temperance doesn't just mean letting go of and not being overly excessive about things that you bring onto your life. It's also about practicing discipline. In practicing discipline, you also reduce suffering. And I will say this is 100% true for myself and my experience. When I was floor sleeping, which is something that I've you know done for a long time, the minute that I get on a bed because I'm pregnant and need more cushion and pillows and support, the more comfortable I am. Prior to floor sleeping, when I was sleeping in one of those Tempur-Pedic fancy mattresses, I was so uncomfortable sleeping anywhere else but my own mattress. I would get neck kinks and back pains and soreness because I had to have my fancy Tempur-Pedic bed. Now that I have learned to straighten my spine, align it, which takes kind of stress and discipline, you know, going to the gym, practicing physical therapy, and just making sure that I'm conscious of my posture, how I sleep, how I sit, etc. Since applying these principles of discipline, I find myself very comfortably sleeping in many odd places, be it the car, in a rocking chair, on a floor with no mattress. So this is why we see a lot of people exercising practices like cryotherapy or dunking in ice baths or waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Again, this comes with the balance of making sure that your energies are not in a deficit because I tried cryotherapy once when I was adrenally fatigued bad idea. It was really hard on my system. However, if you practice certain disciplines like abstaining from certain foods, AKA maybe refined sugars or getting to bed in time, being disciplined enough to get that early sleep or maybe showing up to your exercise mat, even if you're just simply breathing, but you don't feel like it, but you're just showing up to create that mental habit. You actually form or develop a part of your brain that can withstand more suffering. So the suffering feels less severe. And this is really important because in honesty, when it comes to recovering from any kind of fatigue, or it comes to leveling up your energy so that you can perform even higher, you have to have immense amounts of discipline. Last but not least, an essential pillar that stoicism is built on is justice. And that means doing the right thing and being fair to others at all times even when they're not fair to you. And I love this because one of the philosophies or one of the principles that we really try to live by in our lives here in our household is love over fear. And love over fear is being just, it's being fair, even when people don't act fairly towards you. Applying the whole principle of stoicism allows you to accept the fact that that's the way that life is, not judge, but to judge yourself and how you can best move on and take action within your control. And this is a hard one for me because I have more of a tendency to shut the door. If I feel like somebody's being unfair or treating me unkindly, I may not stoop to their level and be unkind back, but I might just shut the door entirely. <laughs> and, and so it is a wall that cannot be penetrated and I don't feel like that is out of love. I feel like that is out of fear. And I don't feel like that's very just because the truth is looking back at my life, there are many mistakes and many 
things that I've done that I'm not proud of in terms of my behavior. I have hurt people intentionally, unintentionally, and I have done things that can be even deemed unforgivable. However, because people have extended grace and kindness and forgiveness towards me, it's allowed me to be supported in the process of trying to refine myself as a better person in learning from those mistakes rather than feeling justified because I've been um, chastised or alienated because of it. And so I know firsthand how important it is to exercise justness and to exercise love and to be an example rather than living out of fear and trying to protect ourselves. And this is important because a lot of our decisions when it comes to our energy come out of fear. A lot of times we are afraid that if we don't show up a certain way, then we would be considered lazy, irresponsible, unmotivated. We judge ourselves so harshly saying that this idea that we need to perform at this level is the right thing to do and relaxing, taking a break is wrong. And that's unjust towards ourselves. If we're not being kind to ourselves, then we actually in turn put those same expectations on others. And I see this reflected through and through, like even on a daily basis, like I will be mad at myself for making a mistake or being late. And then when somebody else is late, then I'm like, what the heck, right? So we wanna make sure that we are just at all times and that justice comes from the acceptance that life is the way that it is. We are not perfect, we're all gonna make mistakes, but to accept that and be able to ask yourself, what can I do? Which is the only thing that I have control over, which is choosing how I, I respond, move on, think and feel about it. So it's this beautiful thing, you know, that just really kind of encompasses everything that we talk about here and closes the gaps on the principles and just something really fun that I wanted to share with you as I'm looking more into it. I absolutely love this philosophy. It highlights so many areas of challenge and personal injury to me and gives me practical skills and tips of how to move forward and do so in a way that takes responsibility and empowers myself and creates more justice and love for the world. So I hope you've enjoyed some of these simple, you know, intro ideas of stoicism. If you've heard of it, let me know what you think about it and send me a DM, send me a comment and tell me what your thoughts are about it or anything else that you want to share if uh, stoicism is something that you have looked into or practiced in your life. Thank you so much for being here. I'm always excited to share, learn, and grow with you. And until next time, ciao for now.